Pod on Air is live whenever you're ready, Tom. Narwhals. Go back. Oh, just, okay. Go back to the Canadian Labatt Blue Hovel you crawled out of. I will. That's right. I'll enjoy it. Back in the day, when people used cassettes, there was an A-side and a B-side. Now, aside from the homage to Tom's age, we got into yet another good discussion, which was completely unrelated to the topic at hand. Imagine that. So much so that we decided to turn it into another B-side. Enjoy this additional content, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Cheers. Just go, Tom. Just start it. Just let it right. flow, man. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to talk about small vibes. Okay. Just let it flow. Talk to <laughs> come on, Tom. Just... Tom, just come on, come on, man. Tom. Just come on, Tom. I've never seen you so nervous. Tom is so nervous right now. Talk about Simone Biles. Every time. No, I. <laughs> so I'm trying, trying to think, like, how many of our listeners don't know who Simone Biles is? That is the okay, dumbest well, thing I've ever heard. Well, to be, to be fair to Tom, it is like a month after the Olympics that we're recording this. This we is going to get put out there a month after that. So she was a gymnast. <laughs> In the 2021 Olympics, uh, she's known as the GOAT, like greatest gymnast of all time. Well, she was also a gymnast in the 2016 Olympics, too. Right. And, and one gold, it took right? All the golds. All the golds. There, we beat the Russian Olympic. Can we talk about the Russian Olympic Committee, too? Oh, man. <laughs> the Ru- Oh, what a joke. Joke. It's such like you're not allowed to compete. Well,. But you kind of can. And you just can't have your flag. You That's it. You just can't flag. have the flag, and Putin can't attend. And he can't be there, okay? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay, Tom, Simone Biles, get no, get no. your nervousness out of here. No, I think I think it's important to, to really lay the groundwork for that. Simone Biles is the most dominant gymnast of all time, right? Like, one of the most interesting articles I ever read about her was when she would show up to these world competitions in between the Olympics, the, the different things that she was doing were so difficult and so beyond what anybody else could do that even if she like fell over upon landing, she'd still get a 10.0 because they're like, yeah, but in the air you did things that no human being has ever done. So like, who but cares not entirely true because most recently leading up to the Olympics, there were competitions where she was doing moves that weren't supposed to be able to be done by female gymnasts. And therefore she wasn't actually getting the higher marks that she deserved. No, I know they, they actually, they actually like, they told her we are changing the way we judge yeah. for you. Right. Um, it's reminiscent of when Tiger Woods was winning every single tournament and all these golf uh all these golf courses were like, well, okay, we're going to just make our courses 5,000 yards longer. You know, we're going to make the rough seven times deeper just so that we can try to slow you down. He's like, yeah, okay. I'm just going to hit it into the hole then like whatever. Right. But in basketball, like when Jordan started jumping from or uh, dunking from the free throw line and then everyone yep. started dunking from the three free throw line, they didn't move the free throw line back to the three point line yep. and then the three point line back to half court. I mean, like that's the interesting thing about this, right? Is like, yeah. it literally brings up these expectations and even, you know, like projections onto female athletes in the, when, when they are the greatest of all time, it's like, well, we got to change it so that way you're not actually as domineering or dominating as like some of your male counterparts. We're going to change the rules that will negatively affect you instead of like elevating your greatness even further. Well, I think to Tom's point, though, like 
they did it for Tiger Woods too, though. Like, so I, I think it it's wasn't more about a an individual competition. But with Tiger like Woods, individual competition versus a team competition. Okay, but let's let's also acknowledge with Tiger There's Woods. Ball in here. Let's, you know what, Gabe? <laughs> I was going to give you all tens, but I'm giving you a fourth of a deduction for a, a failed landing tonight, on that. Point. So I can't even wait to see what happens. Carry um, on. No, but like with Tiger Woods, like let's let's also though remember that there were extreme technological advances in golf balls, golf clubs, and just golf technology that didn't just make it seem like he was all of a sudden hitting the ball further, better out of the rough. Like, clubs got better, balls got better, to the point where, like, I think the changes in the lengthening of the course was sort of mitigated by the increase in technology versus in gymnastics, you're still jumping off the same springboard, off the same Mm -hmm. horse, on the same, you know, uneven bars, and in the same balance beam, right? Right. But I mean, so like, what if they would have, what if they would have shrunk the balance beam even further and she was still able to pull the stuff off? Would we be having the same conversation or would it be a different conversation? What's funny is we're not even into the conversation we're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is nothing so far. We're just trying to talk about who she is. She's really, really good. Best best. gymnast of all time. She's amazing. The best. Also, I believe, I believe she loves the Lord. I could be wrong, but I think that's true. Do you guys uh, see that picture of her that. standing next to okay. Shaq? We do it is insane that. how short she is and how tall Shaquille O'Neal is. Oh, Shaquille I, O'Neal is a monster. It's like um, it's like him standing next to like I a Cheeto imagine. bag. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got this terrible. Like just <laughs> why was that your example? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, have you ever held a Cheeto bag or a bag of chips in your hand? It's really tiny. Like that's what it looked like. Yes, Shaquille O'Neal can hold Simone Biles in his hand with very little effort. He, I mean, like, he could. He could. He could. Yeah, it was just like, it makes me think of, like, a seventh grader trying to write poetry or something. Like, I want, you're so light, like a bag of chips. Like, it's just like. It's that would so... be an, in, now that would be an interesting episode for us to dig up old poems we used to write to, like, you know, girls that we liked from sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It could be really oh. good or just, like, really terrible because I, I, at least from my recollection, my poems were, were probably pretty bad. Oh, listen, this piece is gonna be way too long if we don't actually get to what we need to okay, talk Tom, about. Okay, Tom. Tom, get... what happened with Simone Biles? Well, you're so nervous right. to actually say it. I think that's why we got distracted. We were just being yeah. good friends, buying Tom time to say the dumb focus, thing focus that he in. is about to say. No, I'm not gonna say any dumb things. So, as hopefully everyone knows, I, uh, you know, she stepped away from. She got to the Olympics, did one one exercise i think something like that and then and then pulled herself out because of some uh mental health issues this and was during the team competition this was during the team competition and i think there was a lot of uh a lot of consternation around that because being the best in the world the best there ever is there was a thought that she's really letting her team down and you know they ended up taking silver and you know, would they have gotten gold with, with Simone Biles and things like that? But when we focus on, you know, absolutely understanding that mental health issues exist, understanding and believing that they have significant impact on the way people perform and things like that. And I think one of the things that she brought up is when she is competing at that level and doing the things that she's doing, if your mind isn't 100% focused that she could severely injure herself doing those things, right? And th- and that's why she 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 pulled herself out. Um, but what was interesting to me, and this is on the heels of Na- Naomi Osaka 
pulling out of the uh, French Open uh, because of the consternation that she felt with the media and things like that. Um, we've we've heard other athletes, uh, Kevin Love from who used to play for Minnesota here and now Cleveland Cavaliers, um, admitted that he has bouts of anxiety and you know those types of things. It's becoming more common for athletes to say, "Hey, I suffer from mental health." issues and it affects me in certain ways and things like that, which is, I think that's great that they're admitting that and all that. What was interesting to me was that it affected Simone Biles because, and, and I say that because when I think about in order to be the best, like, like it almost seems like you can't have mental health issues right? to be the best. You know, the only way that you can be the best is to that that does not you are a robot like those things do not impact you. Right. And I think this very clearly illustrates. Yes, they can. And it makes it more real for all the rest of us. Right. Well, is is it the question of it? This is a new phenomenon. Right. Like that all of a sudden. Athletes are experiencing this or is it that now they've been given permission from within, and I'm not talking culturally, but like within the athletic domain, mm-hmm. that they've given each other permission, kind of peer support to say what we previously would shield and hide and never admit to, we are now comfortable and confident enough to come out and say like, no, like this is taking a toll on me physically, on my ability to perform. And so, yeah, I feel comfortable like coming out in a sense and saying, this is actually affecting me. It's not a sign of weakness. I've got solidarity and support from athletes in, in, in other, you know, other sporting events. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to actually take advantage so, of the situation and make it an issue to the same importance that they believe it. And I think that we also recognize and believe it to be. I think part of it, too, is like, OK, so there's all like mental health competition. I think there's also in some ways the way that technology is playing a role in the midst of this, too. And, and here's what I mean by that is like people are so much more accessible now. Right. So, so like Simone Biles, like could say whatever she wants on Instagram now on a public platform that millions and millions of people can see. Whereas if you go back even, you know, two decades or yeah, maybe three decades, no, two decades, like you, you, you don't have that ability as an athlete, everything's going to be funneled through someone else for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's ways in which they're able to do that. The other piece then too, though, is that because we have this sort of personalized digitized age, which has it's, you know, ups and downs that, that uh, personalized aspect of it is is like really significant and is alarming, I think, for us right now. So there, there's a, uh, one of my favorite articles by David Foster Wallace is, is called uh, How Tracy Austin Broke My Heart. Do you read it's anyone just, other than David Foster Wallace? Because I feel like that's the only person you that's, perennially I, reference. I, well, he is. I mean, uh can I, yeah, he's for sure my favorite American author, like without okay. a doubt. Like, so I like, so yeah, I, why, I mean, why reference anyone else? So at any rate, he has this, uh, I really do read too much for him, but I don't care. Uh, cause then I can sound kind of snooty, but frankly, he's small miles really so back care. to small miles, <laughs> back to small miles. Okay. So he, he wrote this article like way back when called how Tracy Austin broke my heart. Tracy Austin was like a really great tennis player and she like won a bunch of stuff, whatever else. And it's his review of her memoir or her, her autobiography. And he like basically 
complains about how terrible it is. And it is like, he like highlights some stuff where it's like, she like wins the U S open. And, and she's like, and how did I feel when I won the U S open? I was just like, man, I won the U S open. And he's like, what, what is that? And, and so like, he's just really disappointed in her writing and in her depth of like character and whatever. And, and he's like, I think I just expected because she was this amazing athlete that she was going to be this incredibly, you know, depth, deep person who had all sorts of other stuff figured out. And there's this sort of demigod status that he placed on her uh, that was misplaced, that she's a human being like the rest of us and is going to have strengths and weaknesses. And a strength for her is tennis and a weakness is writing, you know, and, and like that's just going to be what it is. And and I think so all that to say, I think in the same ways when it's like, you know, Simone Biles is the best gymnast of all time. Like we we ascribe this demi demigod status to her. And because we have this sort of more personal connection to her, there, there's no filter between her and us now in a in a highly digitized age. And so we're just going to see it. And so why bother hiding it? Like no PR firm's going to cover it up now. So so the difference to me is who who is this person that that was referenced the Tracy player? Austin. Tracy Austin. Like Are I had no idea. Wallace? No, you no. Mean? Tracy Austin. Okay, gotcha. Like I have no idea who that person is. And do you know why I don't know who she is? Because she's not the greatest of all time, right? She is like, not Andre Agassi or Pete Sampras or like, Venus Williams. But right. like she was when he wrote this. This was in I, like 1992 or something. Like I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I only know those are the only tennis players that I can actually name. But so. but the point is, is like she still wasn't because she didn't she didn't win as many as Steffi Graf, who was, you know, amazing in the 80s and 90s and whatever. Like the point is that like at least what continues to be the surprising thing for me is like it wouldn't surprise me if Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Vikings, you know, if he made it to the Super Bowl and said, wow, the anxiety and the things that are ha- that the crush of media is impacting me. It would surprise me if that happened to Tom Brady. It would surprise me if it happened to Aaron Rodgers. It would surprise me if it happened. It surprised me when it happens to Simone Biles. Isn't that just proving the point? Like you just describe it. I mean, it's just to some of these guys, but not to others, but it's still the same thing. Like it's like you, you you expect them to be more than human when they're well, human. Right. Tom Brady's a human. I mean, he's an incredible football player, but he's a human. Right, right. It, it, so I guess, I guess in, in my in my way point. of thinking, which I which I understand is probably wrong. It's like part of the reason that they are as good as they were is because uh is because they they don't suffer from that some of that kind of stuff like uh, did you see the movie uh or the documentary uh free solo about alex honnell who does free solo climbs he's the first oh person. yeah and he climbed like no, el, el, Capitan, el cap and stuff yeah 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 so they did a brain scan on him and this was like a big part of of the documentary oh yeah he's that, marcus but yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to fear yeah like like for things that normally produce a fear response in almost every human being, it does not affect him. Like he doesn't have the chemical in his brain that makes that happen. Right. And that allows him to do the things that he does. And so that's why, like, again, it was just surprising, but in a, I think in a good way to, again, to your point, Gabe, it humanizes it and says, look, she is a human just like anybody else these are real things that impact people including the greatest of all time and we so, need to take we need to spend more time 
So like, to to wrap up this months late controversial hot take, Simone Biles it's a, it's a lukewarm is take. Simone Biles is a the goat, and she always will be. Yeah. Two, Simone Biles is a human being. And three, y'all need to get off Simone Biles' back for taking a break in the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. Absolutely. Wait, can we talk about this? Your third point there, because uh, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but, uh, well, I'm sort of going to poke at you, though. Um, the sort of moralizing that went around it was super freaking annoying to me. Like, on the one hand, anyone who's, like, dunking on her for, I don't know, being a human being is just like, well, you're an idiot. Shut up. Right. Um, on the other hand, anyone who's, like, thinks they're some sort of hero because they're like, I think she was brave. I'm just like, shut up, too. Like, it's it's like this sort of. No, I think what we're saying is how do I put it? No, like, I think what we're saying is is not easiest virtue to affirm thing that drives me nuts. No, I just think it's Go like on, sorry for in the face of those idiots who are like, no, drive your body emotionally and physically until the point of death for my entertainment. Who were like, that's dumb. Give her a break. Right. Should be affirmed. I don't think that's like a weird virtue signal yeah, heroism. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more okay, of just yeah. saying this is idiocy. If you're okay. really going to be on her back. To the point where you want her to hurt herself and potentially die, like for a gold medal when she's already proven herself to be the greatest of all time. Right. Right. Okay. All right. All right. I just, I don't know. It's probably a recurring theme on this podcast. Save your rants. I just get, save, I get save. very annoyed with like, it's, it's the stuff, it's, it's like the same sort of thing of like, I treat animals nicely. I'm like, oh, you're not a sociopath. You want a cookie? Like, like this is not an impressive moral virtue. Like, and it just drives me nuts. So that's another well, folks, episode for another time. Yeah, yes, we will let Gabe go on a 30 to 40 hour rant um, about what sort of moral victories, platitudes, and pedestals one can stand on that is acceptable in his personal record book. And actually worth celebrating, yes. Okay. Once again, that are in his personal celebration book um, and those that completely fall short of the mark in Gabe, the greatest philosopher of all time's minds. But we thank you. Yeah. You know what? You're you're my goat. You're my philosophical goat, Gabe. Oh, warms my heart. And with that said, this is another B-side where we've wasted your time, sort of made a point, not given a hot take, but are definitely, definitely going to publish this. Remember to get your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> yeah. Bob Barker, also the goat. Rip, also rip. the goat when it comes to game show hosting. Great microphone. Such a good microphone. You remember that thing? Oh, so, so I wanted one so bad. Oh, I still do. Dude, what if, what if you... What if you preach with one of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so good. <laughs>